The Disney parks are otherwise known as the happiest place on earth, and yet they're known to have quite a dark underbelly running beneath them. The legends range from innocent messages hidden in the Disney movies to more spooky rumors of ghosts hidden within the theme parks and even abandoned theme parks left running with the lights on to this day. Is it all fairy tales or is there a more sinister backdrop to everyone's favorite theme park? In today's show, we have one singular goal and that is to ruin all of your childhood memories using one of the darkest rumors, I think, involving the Disney parks because it's real, so they say. And that is that nobody has ever died at Disney since it opened in 1965. So what is that? My math is a little little rusty. 60 years ago? There's no way, not a single person. But that's what they claim. So put on your Mickey ears and get ready to uncover the truth behind the Disney mask. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loey, your local evidence expert. And I'm your host, Eleanor, here to deliver a healthy dose of skepticism. And together we are the gruesome twosome. And this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the web. As always, we might find the answers we're looking for, or as usual, we might just scare ourselves into staying up all night. But one thing is for sure, we're glad to have you along for the ride. And today's topic is, it feels, I guess, somewhat nefarious to say fun, but it's interesting to say the very least. Oh, 100%. (laughs) We're going to be talking about the rumored rules of the Disney parks. No one dies at Disney, in case you guys didn't already know. This rumor gained traction after employees supposedly went undercover on Reddit to tell their personal disturbing cover-up stories. Okay, I'm a bit of a Disney file, and I know you are too. Yes. Because we lived together for a couple months, <laughs> and every single night we would stay up watching videos about the Disney theme parks. Mm-hmm. And even I did not know this rumor. I've never heard this before. And I both believe it simply can't be true, but also know it must be true if it's like a Disney fact. So I'm really interested to deep dive into this story. I don't know. It, it seems so strange. It's a fascinating one, and definitely... Uh, an urban legend, a rumor, a myth, perhaps. We'll we'll debunk it for ourselves and find out if it's fact or fiction. But something that definitely started online, like the internet was the way that this rumor exploded. And there's a lot to go through here. So I'm I'm excited to present you with the evidence. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick 
too. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. How is it that at a theme park with constantly moving mechanics, animatronics, machinery, and so much more that no one has ever died at Disney, no one has ever declared dead at Disney is the little loophole that we have here. Okay. There's a lot of room for human error, don't you think, at like theme parks and Stuff like that where, I don't know, there's like fast-moving roller coasters and stuff. Roller coasters are not the end. <laughs> Absolutely not. Roller coasters are friend and never foe. However, I get what you're saying. There are like lots of big mechanical machines and just lots of people milling around. So I feel like it's literally impossible that with millions of people coming to these parks on a weekly basis, that not a single person has perished on any of the Disney properties in 60 years. According to Disney, not a single one, because they ensure that the declaration of death never occurs on Disney property. And this is in order to keep their happiest place on earth mantra. According to one Snopes article, they've even been criticized for not allowing emergency vehicles in their parks, like within the park zoning, because they didn't want to upset guests that were there. They didn't want them to like see the ambulance coming for a person what? who was about to like unalive <laughs> and be like, oh no. Right. I can't say I'm shocked because, and I don't know if any of this is true. It's all alleged, like who's to say, but also Reddit is to say that, you know, like Disney employees or ex-Disney employees have not been under like difficult working conditions, but certainly like Disney will push you to mm. ensure that the guest has the best experience possible if you are working there. And I, I would imagine that extends to really every circumstance. Like the trash cans don't even fill up at Disney, right? Right. So I don't know, like, is that true? Is, is that like people who were there during this emergency? That seems so crazy, but also believable. It's never formally written for Disney employees anywhere. Like, hey, we don't want any cold bodies on our property. But all of the Disney employees who have come forward and talked about this have said that it is like this unwritten rule. No one dies on Disney property. And it was actually inside of a book by the Duke University Press called Inside the Mouse that just explores all things Disney, deep dives into it. As I was reading about this, I was like, wow, I really want to read this whole book. But inside of this cultural analysis of Disney World and its consumer practices, it states specifically that Disney employees were told that if a guest has the nerve to die, they wait like unwanted calories until they've crossed the line and can do so safely off the property. Are the employees told by the higher ups to call or to alert security before alerting the paramedics? Like, I, I understand that no one dies at Disney might not be a written rule, but if nothing else, if this is real, that they're just like, essentially making people disappear off the parks, there does have to be in writing somewhere like a strict code of conduct of what every person involved does for this to happen so seamlessly time and time again, which seemingly it does. And or Disney's right and <laughs> Tinkerbell sprinkled a little pixie dust on the park and nothing ever happens to anyone morbidly, but that can't be true. So obviously when these things do happen, 
employees who might be reporting to Reddit have to know like the procedure, right? Like I wonder how far down that goes. Yeah, I do too. Like when when is it that you're briefed on Disney death policy? Is it like at your first job interview? Is it is it at initiation? Like when does it come up? Obviously, like we said, it's an unwritten rule and I highly doubt they're actually discussing it. According to how stuff works, paramedics are told to delay the pronouncement of death until the person who is injured or harmed is in the hospital. Now, who that direction is supposedly coming from, we're not exactly sure. I think that a lot of the times we look at Disney as having this almost like invisible arm, like this chokehold over the general public, but there's no specific who gives that call, who makes that claim. These are all just taken from stories from people online. Well, that makes it sound like it's all down to the paramedics, right? Like in a in a real formal logistical sense, all they have to do is make sure that nobody's ever, like you said, pronounced dead at Disney. So maybe there really isn't like a a strict process that everyone knows of what happens should that happen at the park. Maybe it's literally just they kind of not even wing it. I mean, it's Disney. I'm sure it's airtight. But, you know, they like kind of figure it out until they get someone off the park and then they're like, OK, <laughs> not do what you want, but like, hey, do what you want. The one question I have, though, is that do you remember this was so sad that kid who was eaten by an alligator at Disney? Do you remember this? This was a couple of years ago. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, I remember that. It was at a hotel. And I bring this up to say that I have never seen social media coverage of anybody dying at Disney. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the age of social media, yeah. they couldn't control that. We all have our phones out. If someone was even like seriously injured at Disney nowadays, we would hear about it and we just don't hear about it. And it's very strange. I feel like, I feel like I'm starting to buy into this theory and I'm not sure why. <laughs> Maybe because it's Disney, but I'm like, it is weird, right? <laughs> I'm dying, figuratively, to tell you about all of the insane stories of people getting injured at Disney. Perhaps that's the appropriate thing to say, since we can't say that they died there. Supposedly, allegedly, perhaps. We have morbid receipts. We have the morbid receipts. Okay. Well, it sounds like the series going down the drain right now <laughs> or being upheld, I guess, depending on how you look at it. So let's go. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. First off, we have 18-year-old Deborah Stone, and this one is really, really, really dark. 
Deborah Stone was, of course, an 18-year-old cast member at Disneyland back in 1974 who was actually crushed by a malfunctioning stage, specifically the America Sings stage malfunction. Now, what that entails, I'm not quite sure. It's actually really sad that when you search up Deborah Stone, I was trying to figure out more about her and, you know, just like her life and what she did and what she did at Disney and everything. One of the first things that comes up when you Google it is Deborah Stone death video. Like people, people are so thirsty for like concrete evidence that someone genuinely died at Disney. Like they were looking for a home video on the internet to prove it. Oh my God. Like that's how dark it gets. What? Anyone listening can't see my eyeballs, but they're huge right now. They're saucer plates. That's insane. That's a whoa. So people are really invested in this theory. Yeah. Interesting. It makes me wonder how many people have died there. Mm -hmm. I thought that's what you were going for, that because there's a report, it makes us feel safer because maybe everyone who is seriously mangled at Disney is reported on, so maybe it's not that many people. (laughs) But I don't think that's the case. I mean, Disney could be hiding hundreds. Who knows? That's a really valid point. And actually getting into the next story that I have here for you. In December of 1999, we have a 33-year-old man named Loun Phil Dawson, who was fatally struck in the head by a piece of metal for securing boats at a Disney park. Now, I was really invested in trying to figure out, like, what ride was this? What specific park was this? Mm -hmm. And with this story, when I search this person's name, I find zilch. It feels like it has been, like, scrubbed from the web. Is it real? Is this a is this a real story? Yeah, it's a real story that has uh, truly had reports and stuff. It's just, it's hard to find a ton about it. And maybe that's because Disney never actually alerted the police. The police found out from the paramedics who came and got Lown, obviously, from the scene. And Disney employees cleaned up the blood and the debris and pretty much the whole scene of this accident within 30 minutes. Yo, okay, a couple things. Number one, those poor Disney employees who I'm sure did not sign up for that job that day. Oh my God, I can't imagine how dramatic that would have been. Number two, what? Mm -hmm. Never alerted the police? Yeah. Were they just hoping that it would just, it just, like Disney's slogan, if it happened, no, it didn't. (laughs) Little sparkle emoji. If you saw it, no, you didn't. That's right. Like, mom, I am so deeply confused, Lo. I'm so confused because if this happened in 2021, it would be the top trending topic on Twitter. And I think that's the case for like 2015 to now. And it hasn't been. So has it just not happened? I think it's interesting what is widely known and what isn't. Like, it does feel like all of these are just kind of like scrubbed from the records. And is it because they've kind of been lost to time? A lot of these deaths, a lot of these things happened several, several, several years ago. We're talking decades and decades back. So is it just that we don't know about like fatal accidents happening in the 80s and the 70s and the 90s and stuff? Or is it that Disney is really good at covering this up? I think the next two stories that I have are great examples of how Disney themselves like responds to these accidents, these incidents. 
Do you know about the Big Thunder Mountain crash back in 2003? I do, but not too much. So this was a huge, huge ordeal, and it actually killed like a 22-year-old person when this big crash happened. And Disney's actual statement about this literal crash, I mean, this happened with Disney's ride. Like it happened with their mechanics, their mechanisms. And their exact statement was, our own analysis found that the accident was caused by incorrectly performed maintenance tasks required by Disneyland policy and procedures that resulted in a mechanical failure. And this was something that park spokesman at the time, Leslie Goodman, told the LA Times. I think that's the fortunate side for Disney of having sort of a nameless, faceless entity. Like, we're not sitting here Mm -hmm. being like, Bob Iger, take responsibility. You know what I mean? Like, Disney as a corporation, it can take criticism, but it's never really going to have to take accountability. Like, a company doesn't have feelings. It doesn't have real consequences. People do. So the company is never going to, like... You know what I mean? The, the company, I don't think there's a point where they have to take responsibility. And it's so clear in that statement, like achingly clear that they're divorcing themselves from their park employees and saying, like, obviously, Disneyland required policy. If it was followed uh-huh. by these dumbass employees, this never would have happened. That's basically what the what the statement amounts to. Right. That, like, we mandate that our employees do these tasks that are properly trained and required, but because of this one person who is in no way named a Disneyland employee, they don't even mention a singular person doing anything, they don't have to take any accountability at all. Yeah. I mean, it's so calculated. It's crazy. The next story that I have is a a great example of this. This was from the UPI archives. Uh, And in 1984, a woman was killed on the Matterhorn bobsled. And the spokesperson at that time for Disney was named Bob Roth. And he's quoted as saying, that's the big question. How did she come out? There was nothing mechanical. There was no breakdown. It's the matter of a woman coming out of the vehicle somehow. How does that happen? Uh, Did they have their own internal investigation again? Which I also find so funny. Like, according to us, we were right. (laughs) You know what I mean? But was that the end of that story? It's like, like, what? How does that happen? I mean, I think that they were implying that she wasn't, at least from what I'm understanding here, I think that they're implying that, oh, there was no mechanical problem. Nothing broke down. She just wasn't wearing her seatbelt. I don't know. But you can't not wear your seatbelt. Like the employees have to check them before you're supposed to go. And that's just me speculating. I really don't know. And again, a lot of these stories have kind of been lost to time and some of the details aren't super clear which isn't so great for... I think they also keep it intentionally vague, Mm -hmm. right? So that we can't really argue it. It's just like, just wishy-washy, nothing statements. It's, Disney, I love you and I love to hate you. We talk a lot about like the Disney magic, you know, that the lights are always on, the music is always running until two in the morning, long after park guests have left. Disneyland is still Disneyland. It is still the way it is. And all of the Disney parks are like this. Mm-hmm. Is this why you think Disney does this? To, like, to preserve the park magic? Is it? Is it to not freak out guests? Is it to not get sued? Is it like a marriage of everything? I, I'm just so interested to know, I guess, like the motive behind it. Because these answers are so callous, I feel. When we're looking at them like, well, 
I mean, we're so sorry. Like, that's so sad. Our thoughts are with the family, but also, you know, it was so-and-so's fault that they died. Or, oh, yeah, it was our employees' fault. It, but we required all of this, so it's not our fault. Like, it sounds really sad and dark. And it's weird to me that even to this day, they still don't claim that there are any deaths on Disney property because of the loophole that they won't be pronounced dead until they're at the hospital. Disney and death, there's a lot of obsession here. <laughs> it sounds to me like it it could just be one foul swoop of all of those things. They probably started doing it when the parks opened. They got away with it a couple times and realized they could continue to get away with it. And now it's just mm. their their method of doing things, it seems like. Although I will say my, my skepticism is still having me confused at the fact that we don't have any like modern contemporary. I mean, thank goodness, obviously, goes without saying. Yeah. Disney deaths captured in any form or even talked about on social media, that's very strange. Okay, what is your conclusion? At the end of everything that I told you, like, I'm sure that there's still so many unanswered questions, whether it's like details lost to time, Disney maybe being vague in the details. What do you largely think about the claim that no one dies at Disney? I think it's both... 100% true and 100% false. Yeah. Depending on how you look at it. Of course, people physically die at Disney. And I would believe that nobody has ever been pronounced dead at Disney. So depending on your definition, I guess it can go either way. My biggest source of confusion just lies in the fact that these events aren't happening in a vacuum. So there are other people, there are friends, families, other guests, employees, who I guess have talked about it a little bit, but just other people involved in these situations who seemingly have not contributed to the stories or spoken up. So it really does make you think that at the very least, Disney is very quick and very efficient at making sure these things are either scrubbed or are never talked about in the first place. Mm -hmm. I think there's also something to say for the fact that we love Disney and millions of people love Disney. And even if we might all be sort of fascinated or wanting to dip our toes into the horrible things that could happen at such a happy place, ultimately we want that place to stay happy. I know you and I go to Disney all the time, like pre-apocalypse. <laughs> uh, we love it. Like it's one of my, it probably is my favorite place in the world is Disney mm -hmm. World. So same. as much as it's fun to talk about Fun. I say fun, you know, with a grain of a, a handful of salt, a massive sack of salt. Yeah. To talk about these sorts of things, at the end of the day, we also just want to have a good time at the parks. And I think that's a big reason why you don't hear these bad stories about Disney that people who love Disney want to continue loving Disney. 100%. That is something I completely agree on, that we, we don't want to think about it. We don't want to think about real people really dying, perhaps where we're walking through and parks and stuff. Maybe that's more to be said for humanity, uh, but that is a talk that would require a lot more wine and just, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to dig that uh, deep essentially yet. <laughs> Season two. <laughs> Season two. <laughs> Season two, the existential crisis edition. <laughs> For now, of course, we want to hear from you guys. So tag us on social media with hashtag gruesome twosome, and we will talk all about Disney death. Perhaps we could share some fun photos of kittens and puppies after this. I don't know. We're, we'll, we'll have a group powwow or something because this was a rough one.
Thank you all so much for listening. We are your hosts, Loey and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved diving into the world of internet urban legends with you. You can find all episodes of Internet Urban Legends for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lowybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and by Deanna Markoff, Avi Gandhi, Ed Simpson, Brent Montgomery from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Michael Motion. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, John Cohen, and Kristen Acevedo. It is associate produced by Lexi Kiven. Research provided by Emma Gladstone and Kyle Dearborn. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes, a.k.a. The Gruesome Twosome. Mm-hmm.